I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, son. My bucket up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. And we're up. Right on, man. My man. Cheers. Well, uh, <laughs> cheers. I have a cup of coffee. What are you drinking? A little Jack and Ginger. Uh, paying a little respect to my boys in uh, Brick by Brick. Awesome. Just had those guys on recently. Mario, Can- uh, I don't want to butcher it. Mario Canjemi, right? Yeah, you got it. All I mean, right. You're a fellow Paisan. I figure you got it. And you even yeah. got hand motion going, you know? Come on. Yeah, you know, I, we all talk with our hands. <laughs> from Brooklyn, an Italian kid from Brooklyn grew up in the neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the 10th installment of the isolation sessions of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast, which is crazy because I started this shit. I had a few episodes recorded before the whole pandemic hit. And it's crazy that I put out 10 of these already. No, yeah. It, it's crazy it's, on how fast this pandemic has, you know, gone. You know, I think it was March 16th for me was the day I went to yep. work. My boss was telling me, he's like, I think we're going to shut down. And my background is a little bit more like on the science side too, you know? So I'm like, yeah, this shit's crazy. You know, it, nothing's going to materialize. I think we're blowing it out of proportion. And I said the watching, same thing. Watching shit just unfold was just like, oh my God, this is getting crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't believe what we're seeing. And then once they start canceling the schools, you know, kids are coming home, people are telecommuting from work, you know, businesses are shutting down. Like, yeah, this is, this is for real, man. Yeah. When, when I first heard, I think the first thing I heard was that they, had canceled the rest of the NBA season. Once once they said that, I'm like, this is something. And then it was hockey. And then it was, we're going to postpone spring training for baseball. And then once you start talking about that kind of stuff, you're talking about insane amounts of money. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm like, this is something and I said it a few times on here because obviously the reason why I'm doing the isolation sessions is because I can't go and meet you. You know what I mean? So it was Billy's idea. So, you know, I thought, I thought it was bullshit in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. I'm like coronavirus, get the fuck out of here. But hell yeah. When they're talking like virus and you think flu and, you know, you know, people get the flu every single year and, you know, God bless, you know, people, people die from the flu. But the way that they were reacting was like, there's something more to this virus. And then you start reading and, you know, the whole incubation period is like, you don't, you could be walking around and you don't know you got it. I think it really took a lot of people by surprise and how yeah. fast it started to spread and really how contagious it was. I mean, it opened up my eyes really, really quick. And 
you know, it's like, yeah. maybe there's some legitimacy here, you know? And, yeah. And, and then once I finally feel as though we're starting to get a little bit of a handle on it, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I watched a lot of the data and shit and it's looking like I'm seeing August 4th for New York as the target date, the projection date in which things will start to get lifted up a little bit. So uh, that's know, I feel as though, yeah, man. Yeah. That's the latest I heard today in regards to projections and things starting to open up again, which, which helps us out tremendously and not to segue into, but we got this big fest that we just announced and I'm watching the clock, watching these projections say, is it going to happen? Should we do this? Cause I don't want to expose people either. You know, uh, we get a mass gathering. We got a lot of people. However, you know, if it does pan out the way it's trending, this could be one hell of a party and we got a lot of bands coming together and you know, yeah. it could be a real feel good thing because we've been locked up for so long. We need this. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's going to be once this thing lifts, I see, and there's so many different moving parts to that too, because <clears throat> like, for instance, like there's like this little place that you listen to the brick by a brick episode where I said that I ran, I go to this little spot and I ran into Ray in the middle of like a Tuesday at lunchtime. Like, like, what are you doing here? You know, so there's this one spot that I go to all the time and they just recently opened back up after like over a month, like a couple of days ago. So I'm like, oh, dope. And then like my girl before she messaged me while I was at work and she was like, the Starbucks on blah, 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 that's been closed is now open. So it's like even like these little tiny, it sounds so stupid, but like these little small victories of like these little yeah. tiny spots that are opening. It's like. You know, I always I take it all as a, with a grain of salt, but it's it could be like that little light way down at the end of the tunnel that it, things could start to slowly go back to normal, even with these little tiny things. Absolutely, so, it's a glimmer of hope. You know, for sure, right? It's, it's totally a glimmer of hope. Hey, Jimmy, I'm going to pull a fast one on you. I got somebody I want to bring in. How about it? So everybody puts me out in, in in the face of Upstate Records and all this kind of shit, but I right. got this is the woman that really makes the shit happen. So Jimmy, <laughs> right. this is Kim. Hello, she's my wife. Hello, Kim. How are you doing? Proud to say, good. But you know, she's the one that really is the backbone behind Upstate Records, and I and I really mean that because I'm like the one that is like I run off, I go crazy, and she's like, yo. You got to chill out, man. You know, you got to bring it back a little bit. It's all so. about checks and balances, you know? And it is. Video, she's the much better looking one, too. So we'll get her up on there, too. <laughs> Actually, were you also on, Kim, were you also on with Mario when you did the Ill Street News podcast? No, that was all him. It was. Oh, oh that maybe that's what I'm thinking is because he spoke about you on that excessively. Yeah, so probably. That's why. He's a good man, you know? He's smart. Yeah. That awesome. was the first podcast we ever did. That was like, you know, those Tim and them guys, they're the ones that gave us our first exposure, if you will. And they've been a great support ever since. I love them dudes. Yeah. Tim is Tim is the guy that edits and, and puts together all of my episodes. Really? Yeah. I, I I'm very I know how to do Photoshop and I know how to do press record and stuff like that. But as far as like taking like my intro and attaching it to the episode and like we'll probably end this episode with like 
on the audio version will end it with like a, a song or two from two different bands from upstate records and he'll attach all that and then he'll send me the whole mastered file and then, and then I upload it. As oh, far as all that stuff, Tim does all that stuff. On every post, I say that, you know, it's every episode is mixed, mastered, and put together by Tim from the Ill Street News. Yeah, those are great guys, man. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Right on. Right on. So you guys are up in Albany? I grew up in Albany. She grew up in the in the farm country. Way up north of Albany. Jesus, how much further can you get? <laughs> More towards like the Lake George region. Oh, okay. You guys are familiar with Lake George, yeah. right? I am familiar. I've never been there though. It's beautiful. I've never been there. I don't know why. I've just never been there. I'd say come All up right. in summer, but that's not looking so good. Yeah, and like like we were just saying, it's like, you know, these little spots are opening up and now, you know, something like this is hardcore is something that I go to every summer, you know, all the time. So once things start opening up, first of all, venues and quote unquote concerts, I call them shows, but you know what I mean? You know, all these places, there's going to be some sort of guidelines and rules with this whole social distancing. So when's the next time, like, even like 500 people can get together and go to a hardcore show? You know what I mean? I like, there's just- so, many, so many little different things that are up in the air. And I've pretty much like, I don't claim to know a damn thing. So it's like my opinions, I don't even have an opinion anymore because how many deadlines have we seen come and go? When is it going to end? And then once it does end, it's going to be slow. But then these, all the, all these other restrictions, school, it's, it's so crazy. So I, I have, I don't know. And I can't even pretend to know. And any of my opinions are kind of like based on shit they're based on nothing you know what i mean well that that's so much of it you know nobody really knows you know so how can you fight this you know battle if you really don't know the exposures that are out there how risky it is we can't live a life in in a mask you know you can't have a hardcore show in a mask so if those are the type of restrictions that they're going to put in place or they're cutting venues in half it just isn't going to work so I'm really no. optimistic that people make that solid decision and say, we are good. And there's none yeah. of this phase in, oh, we can do this, but you got to operate at 50% capacity and everybody's got to <laughs> wear a face mask. That just isn't going to work. I'd rather have nothing. It's got to be all or everything. Right. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? All or nothing. I got it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we just can't live like this. And No. We'll, we'll Walking around with a mask there. on walking around with a mask on all day long. And, and like, I, I've said it several times on these things. Like I live in the middle of Brooklyn and I work in the middle of like, th- like three blocks from Times Square. I'm on the trains. You know what I mean? Like they just recently started to shut down the trains from one in the morning until five in the morning. Now after over a month to quote unquote. Like what's the dis- purpose of that? There yeah. is no purpose. Right. Because, because the know, trains at that hour, they run on limited service without a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, now you're going to shut it down. It doesn't affect me, but it's not just about me. There's there's people that work overnights and whatnot who quote unquote essential workers who now that that screws them. But there's no point to it. I don't understand why. It's you know, York, I got a, I got a you know sneaky suspicion. This is a test for all those conspiracy theorists in regards to the government and the test yeah. to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. Like this was an exercise. Like, yeah, we can scare the hell out of the public and. This is how easy it can be, you know? And it's only... I don't want to go there. 
<laughs> Not, we uh, we can touch on it. We don't have to get crazy tinfoil hat, but some of some of some of the stuff is valid. It's like they they have everybody scared, letting their loved ones die alone because you can't go near them. All pretty much in the beginning by the power of suggestion. Oh, without, no doubt. Without force, without a gun, without a tank, without a soldier, nothing. Your phone and your television suggested to do this. And what did everyone do? The streets in Times Square during rush hour were desolate. They don't get started, man. Because I feel as though like the media was that can of gasoline on the fire. Yeah. So here they are, they're saying, you know, they're challenging the politicians and nobody wants to lose a life. I don't want to see anybody lose a life of at all. Not. So when you say, you know, what's the price of a life? And you put that in front of a politician and they're saying, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're erring so much on the side of caution because we don't know. So how do you fight it? So right. it, they made it so easy for us to believe, just like you're saying. Just with the power of suggestion, this is bad, stay home, and we all complied. We all nodded our head. Now, it could very well be very, very real, but how do we know? And I yes. know there's there's lots of people that paid their life with this. And, you know, God bless, man. Yeah. You don't want to see that, right? Of course not. But the way we complied so quickly, we didn't even have a choice. They're like, no. this thing's going to kill you unless mm -hmm. you stay indoors. And we said, okay. Right. Wow. And what's crazy, and what's crazy is that I just saw something, I think it was today, could have been yesterday. It's Everything's like a blur this last several weeks. I don't even know what day it is. I but I saw it. somebody post it. It was like a screenshot from like a TV. And it was like the new study new or whatever norm. you call it. And it was like, the, like, there was like a graph of like, recent deaths and like new poll numbers and the people who are home it was like the most amount of people who were getting sick and it was and this was in like in the city and like and like homeless people was like two percent it's like how come the homeless people aren't dying by the thousands then everyone they get that super immunity bro <laughs> they're survived bro. into the apartment building it's crazy it's like everyone at home is getting sick but the homeless people, they're chilling. They're, yeah. they're good. All these other people are good. So, right. Well, that's their whole life. Every day is a survival, you know, is, is to survive. So I don't know, man. All I know is that I hope this shit ends sooner rather than later. And, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm not just speaking for myself, but I want some sort of a summer. And it's not even just because of me. I have a 10-year-old daughter. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's... It's like, really, it's, it, you know, and, and yeah, she's on her tablet and she's playing her Roblox with her friend and her doing her thing and whatever. But after a while, it's like, yo, man, it's like, and we do go out, we go for walks and stuff, but it, you can't even like, oh, let's go out for lunch. Let's go to the diner. Let's go. So you can't even do nothing. There's no like little, you know, there's amusement parks over here, even like regular parks. They shut down regular like parks because people were being idiots and people were all Going in groups, there was cops breaking people up because yeah, it's crazy. Packing out the parks, and that's where we're, you know. And I feel as though we made a good choice, or at least I made a good choice to move up here. You know, 
we're just socially distanced naturally. You know, we can go out. Yeah. Our neighbors are, you know, a hundred, five hundred feet away. We can go outside. Awesome. You know, um, yeah. but still, I feel sorry for the kids. Like all of our sports, baseball, we have no idea what's going on, and yeah. you know, we got football coming up. Nobody knows if we're going to be able to play football. Right. It's just, it's I wild, it was, man. I thought it was signed up to start playing softball. Gone. Yep. But the blessing in disguise, though, is, you know, if you got a good family, it allows you to kind of come together. So you just make the best of it. And everything yeah. is blessing in disguise. And we're making the best of it. And Same the here. Our kids are good. They're happy. Yeah. They get a little crazy. Yeah. But, you know, kids are kids. Yeah. You can't blame them. Absolutely no. not. And I always said, like, listen, this is nothing. I, I want to stay away from people anyway. You know, whatever. <laughs> but now it's like kind of like, you know, you, 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 want, you want at least the option to stay away from people. Right. Your choice, you know, is taken right. away from you. Right. You know, it, it's kind of cool to interact like this with a video screen. But, right. man, I'm ready to hug somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm ready to hug someone. Me too, but be careful. We're gonna wait. I've only hugged her like a hundred times. I'm like, I'm ready to hug somebody else now. Right. (laughs) We'll we'll hug Valenti. No, no, no. Been there, done that. Yo, me too. He's got to shower a little bit more. That's hysterical. He was last time I did it with him. He the the video thing. I think Ray was like, yeah, I almost wore that shirt. He's like, I've been wearing this shirt for six days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, shit, so so where where are you now upstate? Like, what town? We're like five minutes away from Lake George, Queensbury. Oh, okay, never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Good, yeah. keep it that way. Yeah, that's I, good. For whatever reason, man, I swear, you know, we deal with like other labels, uh, you know, around the world, let's say Europe and Australia, they always think just because you're from New York, you're from New York City. Right. Even today, I got a quote from this guy in France about vinyl. He writes on there, New York City. I was like, don't you guys know that New York is much, much bigger than just New York City? <laughs> yeah, they have no idea. People have no idea. It's like you could be driving around in upstate and you would think you were in fucking North Carolina. Like, you know what I mean? So, Well, you guys... Are- Called Westchester County, upstate New York, right? Anything above the five boroughs is upstate. And <laughs> anything below what well, Albany is not upstate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if once once you start from Albany up, once <laughs> one now once once you get out of the Bronx, you're upstate. <laughs> That's it. As soon as you're you upstate. see a tree, you're upstate, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's so funny. now. I, I want to bring it because I had no idea. Valenti had said that you were you were an original member of Attica, which I had no idea until he said that. Um, so it's crazy. Yeah, dude. Um, what was your first band that you were in? Oh shit! The first band officially I was ever in. I think we were called uh, Freezer Burn. All right, and all right. we played nothing but covers. You know, Sepultura. Um, Breakdown, um, nice. violence, <laughs> right? Love that. Yo, such an underrated, unsung band. So I, our first time okay. ever play, first time ever playing out was um, in this basement in Troy. You know, like a keg party. We only knew like seven songs, 
and people just went bananas. Dude broke his leg. And then we ran out of songs, so we played the whole set over again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Freezer Burn, I think that was the first time I ever, you know, played out from our own basement into somebody else's basement. But the first yeah. time ever playing a show was with Attica and Mike. I think it was like Muddy's 2 and Water Bleed or something. I don't know. We're talking wow. 80, 87, maybe? 88? 87? Uh, damn. All right, way back. All right. Nice. Back in fact, then, man, we weren't even old enough to get in the club. You know, we were all six years old. Yeah, I'm 44. My first show ever was in 89, and that was in Lemoore's, and that was Anthrax. And I was 14, and you had to be 16 to get in. So I get but it. back then, nobody cared, you know? As long as you had a note from your mom, you could get into all these places. A library card, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. You're in. Now, You're Mike in. and I, we jammed for probably a couple of years, and it's debatable on what happened, but I always say he kicked me out of the band, but, you know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a whole different version, though, right? Everybody has a different version. <laughs> It's all right. It's awesome. Yeah, Mike's a great guy, man. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, he's always been cool with me. I know Mike for a long time. He's always been cool. Always been cool with me. I I mean, I met him, I think I mentioned it when I did the Brick by Brick one. I met him kind of late, like, shit, it's like 11 years ago at this point. 2009 does not seem like 11 years ago for some weird reason. But uh, that's where I met him first time, like, in person. You know what I mean? That was back on MySpace too. Like, like I, I connected with him on MySpace, then in person. Oh, yeah, wild. Yeah, it was Black and Blue, 2009, I believe. Yeah, that's when they had their old singer that he shits on, which I think is hysterical. But uh, so so all right. So, do you want to go through some of your bands and some of your history and shit like that? Because I know that you started out as a metalhead because you did send me a picture of you with like the big. The poodle hair mullet, which I think yeah. is awesome. Yeah, so, man. So it went from Attica into a band Substance. And it, right. it was right around that time. You know, I always listen to like, you know, you start off with the classics, you know, ACDC, Kiss. I was a big Kiss fan. And then Ozzy came out. I don't know. What was that? Like Diary of Mad Men, 81-ish, 82? 81, I, I think. 81, and, I think. And or 82. Yvonne's Diary, yeah, like 81, 82. Diary of Madman and Randy Rose was just like my my shit, you know? And it was just like, just the way he, just the way the whole thing was put together. And then it yeah. just progressively got heavier and heavier, you know? You get into like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Metallica. It was um, it was the Ozzy, um, it was Metallica, Master of Puppets, and what's the Ozzy tour then? Uh, not shot in the dark. It was after Bark of the Moon. After that, Ultimate Sin. So I'm, yeah. like, I'm going to see Ozzy. You know, Metallica's cool, but they're just not my jam, you know? And I saw mm -hmm. Cliff Burton, and I'm like, this guy is, like, the reason why I wanted to play music, you know? Yeah. So from there, it just naturally progressed into Slayer. And Slayer kind of, you know, Metallica did a lot to expose you to, like, punk and stuff. You know, that Misfit Church and all that shit. So you go down sure. that rabbit hole, you check out the Misfits, but then you listen to like Slayer and they got in the, an even more aggressive attitude. And then from there, yeah. 
you know, kids are starting to skate more. They're starting to bring in, you know, more obscure kind of music. And I'll never forget, uh, I must have been like 10th grade, and the guy flips me over the Corrosion Conformity tape. And I'm like, wow, that looks really cool. And I listened to it, and it's like, this is bananas, man. And then yeah. he progresses into Breakdown. And Breakdown was probably my break in for, like, hardcore. There's something about that demo that just really sunk to me. It's so at that top, time... Top like, three demos ever. Top three demos yeah. ever. Fuck yeah. So... I'm in Attica and I'm being exposed to all this, you know, hardcore, even SOD. And it's like, this is really what I'm feeling. And then it's yeah. just like, you know, I'm going to change gears here. I, um, I was working with a dude at a nursing home. He was on parole and he had to do some time at the nursing home. And we just started chatting. He played drums. He's like, yeah, I'm in this band, Substance. I'm like, I'm a metalhead. I'll, I'll come play, you know? And <laughs> I tried out and, substance was my shit man uh buddy was a guitar player buddy from unbeaten and stigmata you know we had yeah. a, a good run a good couple of years and then from there i went on to college so it took a little time off um came back and then joined this band sour real co real college real college i went to suny Gladsburg. Oh, okay. Way okay. up north, way up north. Right. So because sometimes I mean, you know people say they went away to college, it means something else. No, nah, <laughs> nah, I've been on the straight and narrow so far. All <laughs> right, just asking that way. But then when I came back, <laughs> yeah. you know, started jamming again in the, this band Sour, and that's when like new metal was start to you know influence a lot. You know, Corn was coming on. It was before everybody was calling it new metal. And the only reason why I call it new metal is like. You know, everybody was kind of dressing like machine head, baggy clothes. One guitar player even had the cornrows. We're all bouncing around yeah. on stage. You know, we thought we were Jinko jeans with I never had the Jinkos. Never, never. But I had the no. baggy jeans and all that. And we had a drummer. He had like a lot of electronics, too. So we were blending almost like a Fear Factory industrial style. Um I dug okay. it, you know, but then it just got really played out and just we went on our way. Um, but from there, went on to Hell on Sunday, which was more like a, I don't know, how to describe Dramatic. it. More like a, almost like a stoner rock. I called it like right. heavy Black Sabbath. Um, that was a lot of fun, but everybody around here, upstate in, you know, Troy, Albany, they're still you know, heavy, hardcore, you know? And we kind of yeah. were, like, on the fringe, so it never really, in my opinion, really not got accepted, but it was more melodic. Uh, I wouldn't say right. more radio-ish, but, you know, it yeah. was ne definitely not hardcore-ish, you know? And then yeah. from there, I guess, you know, a couple bands in between and, you know, got into Built for Battle, was in that for a couple of years, and now we moved on yeah. and started up the label. So that's I remember seeing short, I, I, I remember seeing Built for Battle on flyers and stuff like that way back like MySpace time frame, I want to say. And you guys played, I don't know why, well, I kind of know why. I'll get to that in a second. But I remember seeing you guys and, and All for Revenge playing a lot together. Yeah, that yeah. was before my time. I didn't join Built for Battle until 
I don't know, maybe 2016, 2017-ish. So they already had, like, a long history, you know? And then some members changed, and it opened up, and that's when I joined. I came in much later. Yeah, I remember that time frame because I I got friendly with Brian from Off Revenge, and I wound up doing their Conspiracy of Silence whole CD layout. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I did that whole layout for them. Yeah, that was... That was when like my my Photoshop skills weren't that good, but it's still dope. It's it's still dope. Like I I have a copy. And it's like not bad for like at least ten years old. You know. Oh, that's awesome, man! I had no idea. So yeah. you had an upstate connection too. Yeah, I did that. I did a couple of. There was um a, what was it called? There was uh I think I have it somewhere. I have everything that I've done. Um, it was like a flyer I did for Valenti. I think it wound up getting like rained out or or it was shitty out or something. It wasn't a good turnout. It was called like the Gearhead Festival or Gearhead Gathering or something like that. This was in like probably like 2009 or something. Did a whole flyer for them. And yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a few things I've done. I don't know. Here and there. Far and few yeah. between. I don't know. They hit me up. Oh, you know, you, you want to do a, a CD layout? Yeah, sure. How much are you going to charge? I don't care. It's, it's just for my time. I don't care. You want to throw me a you know, uh, 200 bucks, I'll do a friggin' 12 friggin' panel custom layout. I don't care. It's just the time. I enjoy doing all this shit, you know? So I can tell, man. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't mind doing it. It's just something I enjoy. So it's like, I'm not going to, I feel, I feel stupid. Like, like, um, the guy Wema from Knuckle Dust, he has another band called Ironed Out. And he had hit me up. He's like, he's like, yo, man, you know, I love, you know, your flyers and stuff. You know, would you be down? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how much would you charge? I'm like, cheap. Throw a number at me. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to refuse your number. You want to tell me a hundred bucks? I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. It's it's just more about the time than actually doing it because I legitimately enjoy doing it. It sounds right. stupid. No, sounds- I have to agree with that completely. At that point, it's like an appreciation that somebody would even say, I'm going to yeah. pay you for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you ever hear of like they're not hardcore, but it was they're they're huge. They told with like Snoop Dogg and stuff. That band's that band's slightly stupid. Never heard no. of them. <laughs> really? Oh, dude, no. you look up slightly stupid. S T O O P I D. They're huge. It's crazy how big they are. It's weird. Yeah, they're gigantic. It's I don't. They sell out everything. It's weird. really. Yeah, but Did but you like hard work for them. Yeah, there was one guy. He was like a, he was like the the trumpet player. They're like very um stoner reggae ish hip hop with a little bit of punk somewhere in there. All all West Coast feel California vibe shit. I think like palm trees and skateboards. Yeah, well, yeah, they're actually like they were friends with all those guys. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so like there was one guy. His name was C Money. He was like the trumpet player. He did like a, a solo record that I did for him. And yeah, I did a few CD layouts and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know how yeah, the hell I could be in mind, man. Yo, hit me up, man. You got my number. Like, you know, hit me up. I'm, whatever. Hit me up. I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> You're not, not doing home. anything, right? Not doing anything. None of us are doing anything. No. Nobody's even putting out music. So yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, Sick of It All is about to do a fucking quarantine video. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's one band that just won't stop, no matter what. 
I, I talk about them constantly. Unbelievable band. So, all right. So built a battle and then, all right. So how did you guys have this whole label thing? Because actually, let me just say one thing real quick. Somebody a few years ago, I was putting on shows at a local bar in, in Brooklyn here. And, you know, I'm helping out these bands. Another thing, I'm just doing it just because I enjoy it. I'll help you out. No problem. I'm not making no money off a little small, like whatever. So one of the guys was like, one of the guys in one of these bands from Jersey, he's like, you should do a record label. I'm like, mm, yeah, mm, nah, because I would not even know where to begin. So I, I entertained it for no joke about 12 seconds. And then yeah. it's not happening. No way. So like, I don't even know how that shit works, but what made you want to do a label? Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's always been something I've always wanted to do. You know, I can even remember when I first got, you know, my first computer and uh, was mixing music and computers and doing like a recording thing. I was just like, there's a something about like behind the scenes of music that was always very, very interested. Always was like reading like the liner notes, who was the producer what label it was put out. I don't know. There was just something about behind the scene. And then over time, Kim and I actually, we had our own production company. We say production company is, you know, we were doing recording. She was doing video. We were actually manufacturing CDs, you know, the CD duplication. We'd cut it all out, put it into the dual cases, shrink wrap it. You know, we thought we were onto something. <laughs> And then we had kids and it all kind of fell apart, you know? So then I jumped into Bill for Battle and just trying to get the band out there, promote in a different way. And one day I'm like, I'm making, starting to make some connections. I'm like, geez, I'm getting older. Uh, My time, you know, I'm looking at myself on stage as this old guy. And I was like, this this is going to run its course, man. I'm looking ridiculous up there. With dinosaurs in this thing already. Yeah, man. It's like, how can I stay connected to the music I really have a passion for? Right. One day, it probably took me like two weeks. She doesn't know this. I probably took like two weeks rehearsing. How am I going to approach her? (laughs) So I'll never forget. It's like, hey. Were you looking in the mirror? Wait, were you talking to yourself in the mirror? (laughs) Probably. He was already like ready when he came out to tell me. Put a brush in your hand? Yeah, I I knew what she was going to say. So I just had to rehearse it. It was like, how do I pitch this to her so she doesn't chop my head off? And she said, you're fucking nuts, yeah, man. Straight up. It's like, we got three kids. We're busy, you know, already. And you want to do a label? And you're in a band already? It's like, no way. Well, you just know how it's going to be. Day. Well, it's going to be a 24-hour commitment. So it was definitely something we had to think about, you know? Sure. And I'm like, no, we'll just take it really slow, you know. We'll just do a couple releases here and there, and you know, she, and she has a business degree. This is the funniest <laughs> shit. So that first conversation, first conversation didn't go that well. She goes, "All right, let me think about it," and then she comes back. Well, what's our business plan? What's our mission statement? What are we looking to accomplish? She had like twenty questions written out. Not written like out. For, like I, formal shit, right? Like formal like questions. Questionnaire, answer this. So I crossed all that shit out and I said, fun. <laughs> we just want to have fun. There you and go. Then, 
and I got that piece of paper around there somewhere. And I think we have two copies, something that we both were planning on. So we, oh, every once in a while, when you know we're like we're so done with this label <laughs> shit, to be honest with you, we're like, let's get back to you know why are we doing this? And it's really about fun. And it is, you know. So, yeah. so we. I think that was like at the tail end of 2017, and then we're like, all right, we want to um, want to break in with a compilation. So it was like in the middle of December, we contacted a bunch of bands, and by January 26th, we released it. Yeah, released it. So, oh shit! Which just under two months, yeah, we put that together. Which, when I look at what we do now compared to what we did then, that was that was nuts, man. It was not. It was like it's like impossible. We're yeah. talking with the duplication as well. Um, but from there, it just kind of just grew and grew. So it's like less than three years old. Upstate Records already, right? It's less than yeah. three. Yeah. And you have what, like twenty bands or some shit on there at least? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I know it's a like few. A crackhead, man. <laughs> you want more? Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's see how much more I can put on my plate and try to deal with all of this. It's like, yo, it's like, you even have bands, like not even just from upstate, like you have Annie Up from Detroit, you have Gloves Off from, from Pennsylvania, you know? I mean, Smash Your Enemies, right? Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Just yeah. had Jesse on. Jesse, Jesse dropped right before this. Well, people are watching this, that dropped last week. But um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I was looking at all the bands and some of them I was very well... I was like, oh shit, no shit. And I've had so many people like on this show that are on your label. Like ridiculous. Like the dudes from Kings Never Die. I've had Joe Stanley from Departed. I've had um, like I said, Jesse from Smash Your Enemies. I've had Cody on from Gloves Off. I had Mike Score from All Out War. I had the Brick by Brick guy. So it's Oh man, you, you're doing your thing up there, and it's fucking awesome to see an independent label with so many bands, and they're not just from one little small town. They're from all over the place. And for an independent label that's less than three years old, that's great. Without, however, you guys are pulling it off, and you know, juggling family and jo well, jobs while you're working still, right, Mario? Yeah, we we just started go going back to work. Or at least you know where I work. The the workers have been working. I'm more like non-essential but essential so All i've right. been teleworking and because of my job and some things that are going on time to go back and you know, right straighten some things out so to speak yeah. how about you kim have you been working no not for a while actually huh. once we had our last kid i stayed home so okay so you kind of what's that so you kind of used to it no i <laughs> don't think I'd ever get used to not working. And that's why this is working out because it's getting me doing something, you know, more for myself, if anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. I went to I went to school for what, television and radio. And so I got into, you know, producing videos. And then from there I had to learn graphics. So totally self-taught on the graphics. But yeah. I like you were saying, I absolutely just love doing it. So it's not like a job, it's enjoyable. Yeah. So do you do like Photoshop stuff too, or do you do like yeah. video stuff? Both, a little bit oh. of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm half proficient at Photoshop videos. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. No. <laughs> Listen to you. I'm half proficient at Photoshop. Yeah. So you're okay. one of those people that underestimates yourself too, right? <laughs> I and what it is, I have, I have a very, oh, I'm, I, I'm very anal retentive when it comes to certain things. 
my my flyers yeah sometimes they'll take me a long time so, and like my girl will be like it looks great i'd be like i don't like it and there won't be a particular reason it just doesn't sit right i get very i'll zoom in like 1200 <laughs> of stuff that you won't even notice and i'll yeah. be in and my but, eyes will be watering and i'll just it's like one that pixel detail that makes the difference in the end that little yeah. tweak i'm telling you when i get done with something if i didn't fix that thing drives right. me nuts right but but only you would notice that nobody right. else would even notice people are like oh awesome but no me my eyes go right to it that, exactly yeah. it's like an eyesore so my it, thing is if it's 80 percent, okay let's roll all right because nobody ever is going to see that 20 percent. all right just come on you guys are just getting way too crazy looking at every <laughs> individual pixel come on thank you no, move yeah. on. Let's go already. Yeah. We got to yeah. get this they, out they like yesterday. Things have to be spaced right. There's got to be like a margin. Things have to be right. Yeah, I notice all that crazy shit. Yeah. Little OCD. I, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. I pushed out the the upstate announcement. I didn't even put the dates on it. So I got all these people saying, <laughs> when is hey, it? when is it? I, this is a great show, but when is it? I was like, I, I you should have been paying attention to the other posts I made, you know? Oh, my God. See, that would drive me nuts. I've done that before, though. And I'm I like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's one thing I care about. And it's, it's pointless, really. But I even have, like, an old... I have a very, very old Photoshop program, too. My shit's, like, 12 years old. It's not even, like, the fucking... New. Like, the... It, no. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. The it's new like, one. It's done. It doesn't matter, you know? Right. Get the job yeah, done. Video, video stuff, I have no idea. No clue. I would like to, but uh, there's not enough time, man. Not enough time. <laughs> well, that's the problem. You're stretching it a million places. There's always time. I actually just did the last couple brick-by-brick brick videos. Have you seen any of those ones? I, I saw the title track of their last record. Um, Hive Mentality. I, you did that? Yeah. Really? It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was fun, you know. Well, you well at the end of the day, you're supposed to have fun doing this shit, like, right? Yeah. I won't tell you what I walked into on the day of that shoot, but <laughs> oh, God only knows. God only knows. <laughs> we filmed it in Valenti's basement. There may have been some body parts scattered around. Oh. I just remember being behind the drums, pushing things down. Like oh, we're not going to see that. <laughs> and Mike's so casual. He's like, "Hey, it'll be good." Just yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> he doesn't care. Talk or whatever. We're a metal band. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's, that's awesome. Cool that you make it work out of whatever you have to work with. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, so do you have? Let's let's talk about this whole um, festival thing that you got going on. Do you are you prepared for class? Do you have it? What the the band? Oh, yeah, your whole lineup. Yeah, of course. Oh, listen, we close a couple things. <laughs> Of course, I got it right here. Can you see? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we we've been talking about doing an upstate fest or whatever, just some sort of fest for a really, really long time. And the pandemic hit, everybody shut down. And I get a message from Brandon Claus, who's out in Toronto. Um, you know, he's big in the scene out there, close to Detroit and everything. He goes, Hey, why don't you do a fest? And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> and yeah. I and we have this upstate group chat, and we always kind of like 
flirt about it, let's say. So I put it out there. It's like, guys, let's make it happen, you know? And it just started snowballing. And the amount of bands that we got on was, was, it was wicked easy to do, to be honest with you. So then I call up Lenny, you know, who does all the, the booking up here. He's like, yeah, we'll make it happen. And we're working with, let's not a new club, but Mike's working with a new club, you know, more intimately. So he goes, I got the place and I got the band. He was helping making it happen. And, you know, I contacted each one of the bands. And I think we got one hell of a lineup, to be honest with you. It's ridiculous. You have a lot of bands. It's three days. Mm -hmm. It just grew, Jimmy. Originally, it was going to be one day. But, (laughs) you know, with 20 bands, how do you tell, hey, you can't play? So I wanted to make sure, you know, the fastest, the timing couldn't be perfect, you know, because once again, we represent family and we call our bands, you know, part of our family. But we also we have other bands that we will call, you know, intimate friends that we work with. You know, yeah. obviously the local 518 scene, you know, a lot of the bands in and around here, they don't like play out. So they're happy playing upstate New York. You know, that's what they do. They got day jobs. It's all cool. But we're very, you know, they're our friends. You know, we yeah. want them to play too. And that's where the name came from, Upstate Family and Friends. And we've made friends from other, you know, other areas of the U.S. So it just, it really came together so incredibly naturally. And I'm really happy. And yeah. it could work out, you know, if this pandemic ends the way it's supposed to and everything works out. It's going to be one great family gathering where we all can get together and then kick off the next wave of heavy music, let's say. Yeah. And I think once this, once everything goes back to quote unquote normal or what we perceive to be as normal, there's going to be like two shows every day of every weekend, like three months (laughs) there is. And what's going to be great is that everywhere is going to be packed. It's going to be fucking awesome when it does happen. Yeah. And I hope, you know, there's a whole nother level of appreciation because we've gone out, gone without, our heavy music for how long now, you know, over a month, like six weeks, right? Yeah. Going on two months, you round it off. Yeah. Right. You know, and you, you, you kind of take for granted going out to shows and being mm-hmm. able to do that. And sometimes, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm not going to see that band. I've already seen them a hundred times already, right. but we already know that, you know, people just don't go out to shows like they used to. There's too many other distractions pulling people away. So I hope people have that level of appreciation that, hey, this could be gone in a heartbeat. We lost this just like that. Yeah. We want to talk about Sub-Zero, man. They were like halfway through the recording. They got, you know, 18 shows booked in Europe. And just like that, the rug is pulled out. I mean, Ah. it's devastating, man. And I can't even, I mean, there were so many bands have similar stories, either, you know, they were just about to go on tour or they just, you know, just finished their tour. I mean, this whole pandemic thing really turned things upside down. And, you know, for a lot of musicians that rely on playing out, it's devastating, man. Yeah, most of them, you know, most of them. And what's, what's more fucked up is that as we get into the nicer weather, that starts festival season over in Europe and stuff. And all these bands that go over all summer long, what are they going to do? 
if that's if this is going to be the case. You know, it's going to destroy yeah. a lot of people. And, and you know, thankfully, you know, we did build this label as an extension of what we do. You know, I have my day yeah. job. You know, Kim works. So it, we did the label really because of our passion for music. But sure. you know, there's other labels or booking agencies that's their main source of income or right. even some bands that's you know right. music playing music's their main source and it's sure. just absolutely devastating you know it's heartbreaking to see you know some of these booking agencies just you know run, almost run to the ground and not have that that backing to be able to kind of you know go through this and, and yeah. go through it you know yeah yeah so people, they, people definitely people definitely took you know take it for granted because once it's gone it's like what the fuck right and somebody like myself and like my girl and my daughter we go like i'm into like horror movies and all that kind of shit so Hell yeah we, we go to conventions all the time all the time we go to like six conventions seven conventions a year you know we go to two chiller fest two monster manias two new jersey horror cons and like one two or three random ones you know they just started they just started like mob movie con. It's like, yo, I want to go there because I want to meet Manolo from Scarface for some <laughs> stupid reason. You know what I mean? Oh, like, gosh. but that was canceled. There was like the Sopranos con. There was all these things. It's like, it gives us a reason. Like, if there's no shows or big festivals or whatever, it gives us a reason to get out of Brooklyn for a weekend, go get a hotel room, and right. go and, yeah. and just do silly fun shit with a bunch of other people doing stupid silly fun shit. Right on. I mean. You know, spending my friggin' hard-earned money on like autographs from some stupid teenager that was <laughs> killed in 1983 in some dumb horror movie that I get a kick out of. You know what I mean? But all of that is gone, and they even all rescheduled, and even those have been rescheduled again. You know, so it's like, fuck, man. Well, that's you know? the problem. Nobody really knows when it's gonna end. Right, and these places are big hotels, and there's thousands yeah. of people at some of them. Oh, it's everyone's just got the hope that it's going to be sooner than later. Right. So we're optimistic. You know, August 21st, 22nd, 23rd, we'll see you up here in upstate New York. Right, Jimmy? I would. I, if, if I'm able to get there and then this shit is all fucking wide open, I'm down for whatever, man. Yeah. So, you know, we're hoping it pops off. You know, I feel pretty good, but there's a level of doubt in. Once again, we would never put anybody at risk. So if there right. is a threat that there's some lingering effects, then we're just going to have to cancel and make sure. Obviously, we'll refund everybody's money. That's not even a question. Or right. we'll postpone it to when we feel that it's right. You know, but you, we have to live our lives, though. Is is you really have to the plan? Point. You know, yeah. plan for the future. Plan for all this to be coming to an end because it's going to. I'm not going to let the virus run my life. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we're we're trudging ahead. Some people think we're we're crazy for doing it, but hey, man, what do you got to lose? Right. You, you know, do it. Go for it. What's yeah. the worst thing that's going to happen? It gets canceled. I was just going to say, what's the worst that can happen? You you postpone it to another date. At least, if if everything goes back to normal, then you have a fucking awesome three day festival. Exactly yeah, to exactly. kick back things, you know. Right, and I'm I'm sure that if I mean we're, we're, this is all hypothetical here. We're going to say it's happening, but God forbid it doesn't happen. I'm sure that you'll get every single one of those bands back on it for the later date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody so, has a level of understanding of that uncertainty. 
Everybody wants to play it, but there's that big asterisk to say, hey, if it gets canceled, we understand. It's not because of some shenanigans that are going on. They understand the situation that it's out of our control. And I think everybody that we've talked to about coming out, they get it. You know, there's been one or two bozos are like, oh, this is stupid. Why would you do this? Well, why wouldn't we? You know, there's always always the one or two bozos. There's always those one or two bozos. Did I really just say bozo? (laughs) Really? I said it twice. I just repeated myself twice. It's terrible. So you want you want you want to um, read off the the your whole lineup? Sure. So why not? So Friday, um, we got Lee Leeway heading it up. They're the headline. My favorite. We could talk about leeway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kings never die. Yeah, obviously you know yeah. Iron Price out of Baltimore. Our client coming out of California. I really dig those guys. They have like this New York vibe, but California West Coast thing. Uh, from okay. within, they're a local band. Uh, Violent by design, close to nothing. So that shapes up Friday. Uh, Saturday, uh, a local downswing. They're going to be headlining. Okay. But then we got these streets coming from California. They're a recent signing. And yeah. their their CD or their release, Expect the Worst, drops on the 21st. So this will be their CD release party. Um, we got Annie Up coming out from Detroit, Penitentiary. Oh. Uh, Penitentiary, you know, the, they've had yeah. some things happening, but um, who knows? Maybe a surprise that they come out. The party, you know, from New Jersey, Bushido Code from Pennsylvania. Gloves awesome. Off. Uh, before I had wings out of Massachusetts, Threats to Society, which is, I'm dying to see these guys. Out of you you never seen them? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. Uh, yo. Chris Russo is all Bob about Chris the conspiracy Russo. theories, man. So I'm dying Bob, to meet him and then, Bob you know. Chris Russo. <laughs> so big shout to Chris. Uh, inner turmoil they're coming up uh hurt peace uh ripped away and forgiveness denied and then on sunday will be sub-zero brick by brick we got dead man's chest coming out from the uk they're like yeah, a black hardcore band uh yeah. concrete they'll be dropping something pretty soon through irish voodoo uh baylor very good friends of mine no Mercy coming out of, I think they're out of New Jersey, Force Under out of Pennsylvania, and then Buried, which is another local heavy hardcore band out of Albany. So nice. pretty, pretty darn stoked. You know, yeah. there may be some shifts in the lineup. We may be trying to get Smash Enemies out here, which I'd be stoked to do. Love it. That would so. be so good. They're a hard band, and Jesse is a sweetheart of a guy. He He's looks a like a great ser- guy. Oh. Jesse looks like a serial killer axe murderer, but he's a fucking sweet sweetheart. I love that dude. They're all great dudes, man. I, you know, yeah, you know, we always talk about, you know, how do you get, you know, what do you look for in a band? And we always say, you know, we got to have that that connection. You know, we say we got to like you, but you got to like us too. So I, I seriously, when I look up and down the lineup of our label, our roster. I love everybody. I, there wouldn't be there. There's nothing we wouldn't do for them if we could. You know, we do consider them like an extension of our family. Awesome. And that's yeah. how it should be, man. That's how it should be. That's great. And fucking yeah. Lou from Sub Zero, 
He's the man, dude. He... <laughs> I, I, I love funnier those. than fucking shit. Oh man. my god! There's always the battle of between who has the bigger nose, him or Vinny Stigma. The battle of the schnapps. It's hysterical. Yeah, I haven't seen Lou in a long time. They they played with Ramallah that first show back. I for some reason I kicked myself in the ass. I couldn't make it, but um, I saw them a while back. But then you know, remember that band? Everybody gets hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was I'm I'm friends with those guys and uh we were good. they were they were going into Astoria Soundworks rehearsing for the Black and Blue Bowl a few years back and as we were going in Lou was going into the studio. So that was like the last time I saw Lou like in person. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. 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 Another 93 Sub-Zero 93 demo is up there. Oh hell like, yeah, man. Yo, I'm looking forward I to it. that tape out on my walk, man. I don't know how many times, man. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Good times, man. So now what, um, what's anything coming? I mean, I know that because of this whole fucking pandemic thing, I know things are different, but is there anything you have like coming out soon or anything going on with the label besides the show that you want to talk about, can talk about? Or yeah. You can- or you can say, I don't have shit happening, and that's that. It's fine. You know, we've definitely put a lot of things on pause, but now, you know, it was just like two weeks ago, I checked in with all the bands to see where everybody was at. Um, you know, the things that we have a con- uh, concrete um, release date is really the these streets right now. August 21st, they have a single drop-in on May 20th. Um, but Departed's got stuff in the works. Bushido Code should check them out they're like a thrashy band. oh i know who they are i know absolutely who they are they're like halfway recorded um gloves off is going to be returning they got more stuff inner turmoil's got more stuff her piece got stuff you know you heard mike they're they're working on some new stuff yeah. all the bands got a lot of stuff that are working i think they're all took advantage of what's yeah. you know the blessing in disguise and you know i hope so man oh yeah Nobody's that I know from the label has been taking, you know, an idle time and just right. kind of relaxing. They all got something going on. They're all chomping out the bit to get back out there and play shows and, you know, record some new material. Yeah. So now where, where can, um, you want to throw out all your social medias, your website, blah, blah, blah. You, do you guys have merch still? You have merch available? Yeah. We've kind of grown, you know, our own website, but we also work with merch now. Um, even starting to work a little bit with cold cuts. Nice. Um, you know, John's a good guy. Uh, just we're trying to find that that relationship, that marriage, you know, uh, that intimacy, so to speak. But yeah, yeah you can go to Upstate Records uh, that merchnow.com or you can go to Upstate Records ny.com. That's our website. Uh, merch now kind of shut things down, so we've kind of picked up the ball just to make stuff available. But we really haven't been put, trying to push too much, um, trying to sell things. You know, right. Everybody's kind of strapped with cash. Of course. Yeah, of course. Pushing a little bit more in the digital. We do have um, a tribute that's going up right now. Um, a dear friend of ours, Chris Falmer from Penitentiary, the drummer, uh, he passed away just real recently. So I know this will probably be coming out a little bit later. But we do have um, a tee that, that's up for sale. And all the proceeds are going to his family to help out his kid. And, and his That's wife awesome. And it's, yeah. it, it, it's a tragedy, man. You know, yeah. But 
it the blessing or the silver lining is just seeing so many people come and rally around and want to help out and even yeah. in, in these hard times um it's a beautiful thing man yeah people do man that's one thing about the hardcore scene it's it's a when when push comes to shove people do reach out and people do help out absolutely it's true i mean historically speaking it's always been that way so yeah it's a unique thing that way you know it's good so, so now, that's about it man instagram upstate records ny right yeah yeah you i know, mean you can just search i think upstate records and it'll come up yeah yeah, yeah we're on facebook instagram twitter yeah, we don't too. do the tiktok or you know i don't know oh, no you don't do snapchat <laughs> upstate records snapchats just play with the filters with our kids for that yeah one. <laughs> that's right. what i thought snapchat was all about was just you know you put some crazy ass filter on your face now she's telling me that you can talk to people yeah yeah i, I fill them in a little bit about that one I've never had Snapchat on any of my phones. My daughter does TikTok, but then she was big into it. Now she's like not even into it anymore. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't get that one. Jimmy, no. pick up the phone, call somebody, you know? Right. <laughs> what I'm saying. Yo, do you want to end this? Well, obviously, people are going to watch this. I, I put this up on as is up onto the YouTube channel, and I usually, and I, I will put it up on the Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast Facebook group. And I also start like a watch party. I upload it regular and then I do a watch party so people can comment as it's playing. But then the audio version will have my intro and you want to end the audio version with a song or two songs or something like that from any bands on your label. You pick them. It's your show. It's up to you. Jimmy, that's not fair, man. <laughs> it's like it's like picking one picking of, between your children. Yeah, picking one of your kids and saying, all right, we're gonna we're gonna show your art today, but yours we're not going. We're to. gonna leave that on you, you Jimmy. Pick you, you pick want. what you want. It's all on all right. you, bro. All right. Well, I don't know right now exactly what I'm gonna pick because now you're putting me on the spot. But there's gonna be. You know what I will. You know what I will do. I don't know what song names yet, but I will put. We're gonna close this out with a song from Bushido Code. And a song by Gloves Off. Sounds good. And all you have to do is re-record yourself saying that, and Tim will edit it in for you, right? <laughs> yeah. No, this is going just the way it is. Are you kidding me? I'm not polishing up nothing. This is it. It's raw. That's it. Our conversation, that's, that's it. What you see is what you get. No right. bells and whistles. Yeah, man. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Um, yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be able to meet you in person and see you in person and, you know, come to a show and support you guys that way as well. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. We'll be down to Black and Blue, too, this year as well. So if we don't catch you in Albany, we'll catch you down there. Awesome. And I hope that happens as well. Yep. It will. Too. Okay. All right, brother. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity. I really do appreciate the support. You have Anytime. everyone. Be healthy and safe to the family and all that. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for having you me. guys as well. Have a good one, guys. Later. Later.
Drop down.